Well, hello and welcome. I'm Reverend Cassandra Ray, the spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Living White Rock. And I am so just delighted to welcome you. <laughs> I'm just, I'm partly going to make it up, but on this beautiful spring day, <laughs> it's kind of overcast and cloudy here and rainy and drizzly. We've got some really heavy drizzle here, but the flowers are blooming and they're peeking their beautiful, colorful faces out of the ground. And I'm just so delighted that we are entering this new season. Yesterday was the uh, spring equinox where we have equal night and day. And it's just such an excellent time to set your intention for this season, for the, the rest of this year. And so you'll have plenty of opportunities to find that clarity for yourself today. Now, we are a learning center of practical spirituality. And so wherever you're at on your path, whether you're soaring or struggling or both all every day, every second changes, just know that there is a place for you here. And I am so glad to be with you today. I would like to respectfully acknowledge that I live and work on the traditional and unceded territory of the Coast Salish nations, including Kwikwetlem, Tsleil-Waututh, and Stalo First Nations. I believe it is important to do uh, indigenous land acknowledgement to recognize that we are settled here, that we're, we're colonized here, and yet here we are all together and the more that we can recognize and make space for indigenous people and voices and perspectives and consciousness knowing that we can further recognize our oneness as we acknowledge each other who we are and where we're from and where we're going and so let us ground our time together in truth and spirit. I invite you to turn within for a moment. Mm. And settling in, opening the heart to this ever present unfolding moment that comes from this infinite wholeness of spirit knowing that there is a divine pattern of perfection in back of all life everywhere. I know that it is unfolding as such strong and vibrant health, as amazing, wonderful joy that no matter what is happening, there is always this presence of love and grace that is enfolding each one of us. And so in this moment, I recognize my birthright as an expression of spirit, knowing that this one mind, this one power, this one life, that it is my power, my mind, my life, and, and that I embrace and accept my power to create. And as I do this, I recognize each one's here power to create and connect, recognizing that spirit has chosen to unfold as each one of us. And so who am I here with? I am here with beauty, with love, with wholeness, with 
joy and vitality. Knowing that this time together is a recognition of the inherent divinity in each one of us, I affirm that there is a word, a phrase, a question, a song that touches, moves, and opens the heart and mind of each one of us, growing a consciousness of power and inclusion, of harmony, where this experience leads to an absolute healing of division of all kind where each one of us and our unique identities are free to express our authentic selves and to be celebrated in who and what we are this day with joy and optimism and a cheerful expectancy of what's to come. I release this prayer into that perfect divine law of mind, knowing it is already done. I allow its perfect unfoldment to happen right here and now. I let it be, and so it is. And I am thrilled to welcome our talented musician for today, Ranj Singh. Ranj is a singer, songwriter, self-taught guitarist who makes music with a distinct Indian Western flair that draws on his love for rock music and heartfelt lyrics. Yes, what a fabulous combination. He refers to his unique blend of music as Indo-Canadian folk. I personally call it genius. Um, and please join me in welcoming Ranj Singh. Good morning. Thank you very much. This is an original song called Gone Before Your Eyes. So if you blink, you miss that moment. It could be gone before your eyes. street our eyes did meet and I said hello and you smiled I should have turned around made some kind of sound so I could talk to you if only for a while it's a chance we take it's our bed we make and we will determine where our fortunes lie. So take that chance, show up to the dance before these moments are gone before your eyes. other day and no friend had passed away and he was taken long before his 
time I should have picked up the phone If only to say hello But man, I never I never made the time It's just the way it is We take more than we give And we take for granted The simple things in life I think I'm gonna slow down Take a longer look around Before these moments are gone before my eyes So take that chance Show up to the dance Before these moments are gone before your eyes Our eyes didn't meet and I said hello And you smiled Well, today I want to start by asking you a question this is a question for you to take into your week. What is your relationship with change? What is your relationship with change? This is such a huge question because Michael Bernard Beckwith says in our book of the month, we cannot receive what we are not willing to become in consciousness. That, that is from Life Visioning by Michael Bernard Beckwith. Uh, we cannot receive that which we are not willing to become in consciousness. This means that everything you want to experience or manifest is going to come about through change. In fact, spirit's highest idea of itself as you is going to come about through change. Darn, <laughs> because there is certainly a part of me that wishes I could just have everything I want without any change. <laughs> you know, and why is that? Why do you think humans can be so averse to change? While this is definitely a worthwhile question and I encourage you to explore it for yourself, there are as many answers to that question as there are people. So I'm not even going to attempt to answer it today. However, the intention of today's talk is to empower us to welcome change with open arms. Today is the third talk in a series about life visioning and exploration of our book of the month by Michael Bernard Beckwith. It's kind of hard to see on screen. Uh, life visioning is a meditative practice where you steep yourself in unconditional love and ask this series of questions. What is spirit's highest vision for my life? What must 
I release in order to manifest this vision? What must I become in order to manifest this vision? What talents, gifts, skills, and qualities do I already possess that will serve this vision? And as you ask these questions, you give yourself space to intuitively sense and listen to what you hear, see, and feel, writing down what comes to you without judgment. Beckwith invites you to say yes to spirit's highest idea of itself as you, and to be grateful knowing that it's already unfolding in your life and experience. Not only is it already unfolding in your life, but there is part of you that already knows your purpose and how to fill it. Beckwith writes, on page 156, the truth is that within our core self, we already know what we must become to live our vision. Yet because we humans have a tendency to fear change, we avoid or silence this inner voice. Your core self already knows what you must become to live spirit's highest vision, which I also call your purpose, because when you take steps towards spirit's highest vision of itself as you, you can experience a deep sense of fulfillment, enthusiasm, and energy. There are these, these feelings of fulfillment, energy, and enthusiasm are the inner signs of moving towards self-actualization. This is why we must tend to our emotional health and well-being because we must be able to see, hear, and understand the energetic, vibrational, and intuitive information that comes to us from within. So let me give you an example. If you had asked me five years ago if I were planning to move to Canada, I probably would have laughed out loud. <laughs> At that time, I had no intention of moving here. I had just started ministerial training and I was excited about serving in the community I was already in. And then fast forward two years toward the end of ministerial training. And I saw on Facebook that a couple from the community that I was serving in had taken a bus trip to Vancouver, British Columbia. And my birthday and our wedding anniversary was coming up and I thought, oh, hey, why don't we go to Vancouver, BC to celebrate? So in May, 2018, Will and I came to Vancouver. This was my first time visiting as an adult, my mom actually drove me through the area when we moved from Alaska to California when I was a toddler, but I was too young to remember that trip. She said she piled us in a tiny little two-door red car with like 80 bucks and we made that trip. <laughs> Anyhow, Will and I stayed at the Westin right on the waterfront. It was an idyllic weekend in late May with warm and sunny weather. We ate at fantastic restaurants downtown. We visited the botanical garden. We walked over the 
suspension bridge. We biked through Stanley Park. And by the end of that trip, I was wondering how we could move here. And honestly, it was really by the end of the day, my first day here, that I was wondering how, how can we move here? You see, by this time, Will and I had already, uh, well, we were already talking about moving from Portland, Oregon, and we had set a date, you know, within a year, we're going to move in a year. We just didn't know where exactly we wanted to go next. Well, visiting Vancouver provided a very clear answer. But moving to a new country isn't easy. There was a lot of stress, fear, and anxiety as we explored how to get here. And at one point in a session with my practitioner, I was like, maybe we should just give up and stay here. Like, this is really hard, harder than I thought it would be. And, and she said to me, she said, I remember when you first told me about BC, you lit up with such joy and enthusiasm. And she didn't have to say much more. And I remembered the feeling I had when I was here and it's hard to put into words. And it was much more than the beauty of the landscape. There was definitely a soul connection for me here. Such a strong synergy and alignment. But truly I knew from that first day, you see my core self knew that coming here was a part of spirit's highest vision for my life. That would facilitate my becoming. And, and when you touch into those deep, soulful parts, it's visible. People can see it in you. Even when it's hard, that soul connection rises to support you. Your core self knows what you need in order to become, to experience all that you are meant to live and actualize spirit's highest vision for your life. It might not be what you expect. And, and I want you to, to think about in, in what ways do you avoid or silence this inner knowing out of the tendency to fear change? This inner knowing is here. It is always moving to, to guide you and connect with you. So, so take some time this week to think about your relationship with that inner knowing, because each one of us must cultivate a relationship with our inner knowing so that we can take intentional steps toward living a life of purpose and allow the change that needs to happen to unfold. So Michael Bernard Beckwith says, our willingness to change allows us to participate in our growth and development with greater ease, with trust in ourselves and confidence in the process. Yes, I want greater ease, trust, and confidence. And these attributes, they flow from your willingness to change. Well, as many of you know, I keep the dictionary open when I'm writing my talks. <laughs> I'm always curious about what a word means and how that informs our discovery together. And this week, guess what? I found the phrase with open arms in the dictionary. I was so pleased. And it means 
with great affection or enthusiasm. So welcoming ease, trust, and confidence with open arms, it means welcoming change with great affection or enthusiasm. I mean, that's a powerful statement. And I, and I wonder, it makes me wonder, like, would you welcome change with open arms if you knew it was supporting your greatest becoming? Ernest Holmes wrote in the Science of Mind text on page 485, our expectation looks for a more complete manifestation of our own inner divinity. Evolution will bring this about as it does all things. We are an unfolding principle of life, truth, perfect law and action. We wait for a more perfect unfolding of our inner life. It is already within the perfect way and the eternal truth. We wait for the unfolding of ourselves through the law inherent within our real nature. So let's unpack this a little bit because Ernest Holmes provides both ideas and instructions for us. And it starts with look for your divinity. As you are becoming spirit's highest vision of itself as you, look for experience of your divinity. Look for proof of your divinity. Instead of wondering, am I good enough? Look for moments when you feel excited, energized, or passionate about something. Instead of wondering what's going to happen next. Affirm that everything is ultimately happening for your good. Expect to feel more, conf more confident as you practice courage. Expect answers to your prayers and look for your divinity. It's quite a change. Think about how often, you're how often are you looking for things to go wrong? Or how often are you looking at your faults or what you could have done better? I'm not saying ignore those things. I'm just saying balance that out with look for your divinity. The second thing I want to highlight from this passage is evolution will bring this about. So Holmes defines evolution as the passing of spirit into form. It is the time and the process through which an idea unfolds into a higher state of manifestation. So when you see, feel, and know powerful ideas about yourself and life in general, when you focus on those and you see them in your mind's eye, you feel them in your heart, evolution bring them, brings them into form. So you are an unfolding principle of truth, life, perfect law, and action. Holmes defines principle as a truth which is unchangeable. So you are an unfolding truth which is unchangeable. Okay, now this could be confusing because it's like, wait, are we changing or are we unchangeable? And to that, I just say, yes. <laughs> Yes, you are both. 
the ground of being is changeless and it is the foundation of all expression. And I talked about this a lot in my talk from March 7th. So if you wanna be reminded about the changeless, listen, you know, go back to March 7th and listen to that one. Because we are in a dance between our divinity, which is unchangeable, and our humanity, which is ever evolving, unfolding, and changing. So let's look at an example here through another principle that most of us really easily understand, which is gravity. Gravity as a principle is something we rely on as unchangeable. And, you know, if I let go of this pencil, if I, if I let go of it, I fully expect it to fall toward the floor and not toward the ceiling. So gravity isn't changing, but what I do within gravity is constantly changing. You are an unfolding truth that is unchangeable. So every experience is an opportunity to know the love, power, and purpose that is your true nature. So look for your divinity. Allow evolution to unfold it in your life and recognize and know that there is an unchangeable part of you that is holding you through all of this. So holding yourself and spirit's highest vision for you in high consciousness, it becomes clear how you need to grow and evolve in order for your purpose to express itself in your life. Beckwith writes, by asking what qualities you must cultivate in support of your vision, you come into direct contact with your growing edge. We cannot receive what we're not willing to become in consciousness. So by asking, what must I become? How must I expand my consciousness? You begin to consciously transform. The more you're committed to your evolutionary progress, the more you are willing to take action on the responses you receive. So your greatest fulfillment awaits you. Yes, it does require you to go out on your growing edge, but you aren't going there alone. You're going there with spirit's highest idea planted inside of you. You're going there with an inner knowing of the way. And you're going there with an entire community by your side. You have the power to look at life differently, to believe it is working in your favor, and to allow your divinity to guide your every step. This week, spend time each day centering yourself in divine love. Think of all the various ways that love shows up in your life and then ask, what must I become? How must I expand my consciousness? Pay attention to what you sense, hear, see, and feel. Write it down. Say yes to spirit's highest vision of itself as you and welcome change with open arms as you become all that you are meant to be in this life. And so it is. Mm -hmm.